Welcome to the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Parker. I'm a coach who specializes in conscious, clear-headed decision-making, which, despite how hard we work and how smart we are, is not always easy. Each week, I'll bring you science-backed tools and strategies to use in your daily life and career to make more confident, authentic decisions. Oh, and we're going to make it easy while we're at it. If you're into a life with less overthinking, people-pleasing, and perfectioning, and more making what you want matter, you're in the right place. So happy you're here. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. How's the week going? Happy February, if you're listening live. I'm hearing a lot of January's been the longest year ever. So if that's your boat, then that's okay. I'm going to meet you where you are today. Take a deep breath and we'll talk about self-talk. As you know, here in the Decision Masters world, we're always looking at how can I make it easier? to make powerful, authentic, self-honoring decisions. Decisions I like, if we're going to concisify that. It's one of these issues that can be kind of like a background challenge. How your self-talk sounds, what your inner dialogue is all about. And we're going to use self-talk and inner dialogue interchangeably today. It's just the noise that is the ambiance in your head. And we're going to bring it up today and we're going to put it center stage and put a spotlight on it because of the fact that it's rarely going to capture your full attention enough to bother changing it on your own. And I say bother because it kind of is a bother. It is a little bit of work to pay attention to this stuff and change it. But it's work we're here to do, right? We're willing to do it because as we're going to delve into today, self-talk has mega ripple effects on your decisions. So why is this? Why does your inner dialogue matter? What does it have to do with your decision-making? Well, your self-talk is the biggest contributor to your self-concept. Your self-concept is the story you believe about who you are. It's how you think of yourself. It's who you think yourself to be. And for all of the other factors contributing to this self-concept, your degrees, your job title, the role you play in your family, all of these other identity markers, if we're looking at a pie chart, all of those combined occupy what tiny slice? Your self-talk, the words you use to yourself and about yourself in your own head contribute 10 times as much to your self-concept. What does this mean? It means you can be a doctor, but if you walk around your life thinking, I'm not good enough to be a doctor, then it doesn't matter that you have all of these social or professional markers that you're a doctor. What kind of doctor are you going to be walking around the world saying, I'm not good enough to be a doctor? This doesn't just apply to your identity within the confines of your career, though. I remember when I hit six figures for the first time, I had to change my self concept. Before I did that, because I hadn't been a person who had made six figures up until that point. And I wasn't going to hit it walking around the world with the self-concept that I cannot make six figures in a year. That wasn't going to do it for me. So I had to think the thoughts on purpose, have the self-talk that created the self-concept that I am a person capable of making six figures. I am a six-figure earner. And then what happened? 
I started having that self-concept. I started believing that story about myself. Then I started acting like someone who was capable of making six figures. And this is why this matters. This is why we're talking about this today. Because your self-concept dictates so many of your choices. And you want to be making powerful, authentic, self-honoring decisions, right? You want to be making decisions that you like, that you agree with, that make you the person you want to be, that create the life you want to live. You don't want to be making decisions out of uninvestigated fear, out of habit that you don't like, out of people-pleasing, out of obligation. You don't want to be making decisions that you feel like you don't have a choice in. So we have to look at the system in place. Your self-talk is largely a habit. The dialogue that's going on inside your head happens all the time automatically. If that inner dialogue does not line up with the kind of decisions you want to make, we have to recognize there's a disconnect here. Hey, I want to be making decisions like someone who believes they're good enough to be a doctor or they are capable of publishing a book or they are deserving of making six figures. Whatever results you want from your decisions, which means you have to start making decisions like the person who has those results. If you want to be a published author, you have to start making decisions like a person would if they were a published author. It's exactly the same thing that happened with me when I went from a person who had a self-concept of, I don't know how to make six figures. I can't do that. I've never done that before. To having the self-concept of, I can absolutely make six figures in a year. I wasn't able to make the kinds of decisions that a six-figure earner would make until I had the self-concept to match those decisions. Are you picking up what I'm putting down here, my friend? We're talking about big stuff, but I know you can handle it. We want you making the kinds of decisions that are going to create the results of your dreams, the decisions that create the successful, fulfilling career that you want, all the way down to the decisions that create a less stressful, more manageable, more enjoyable day. A less stressful, more manageable, more enjoyable hour. We want you to be the kind of person making those kinds of decisions. Until you have the self-concept that matches those decisions, it's going to be way too hard, way too much work. And our easiest way in to creating a new intentional self-concept is your self-talk. So I have three ways for you to check in on what your self-talk baseline is right now. Because like I said, it's on automation. It's like a radio station you could tune into and listen to if you wanted. It's playing all the time. I know, bananas. There's stuff happening in there, whether we like it or not, whether we put it there or not. So we want to look at what is your baseline inner dialogue? What's just happening if we turn the radio station on? I'm going to give you three ways to check in on it. What we want to do is just question if that's what the radio station's playing, what vibes did that station create? Is the inner atmosphere created by that inner dialogue? What self-concept does that reinforce? Because remember, your self-talk, your self-talk is the biggest contributor to your self-concept, that story we tell about who am I and what kind of decisions do I make? So here's the first way I want you to check in on this. And you can do all of these right now. So first, I want you to just, if you're listening at home or you're listening in the car, 
I just want you to like get still and quiet for a second. If you are driving, continue paying attention. Just kind of give yourself a moment of mental quiet. And I want you to see where your brain goes. What happens? And if you notice a pattern with this of you get in your car or you get on the train after you're done with the day's work, where does your brain tend to go on its own? Does it go to ruminating about every mistake you made and looking into what you should have done differently in the last 24 hours or highlighting some critical feedback you got? Does it go to automatically worrying about who is judging you right now or who judged you today? This is a great indicator of what your inner dialogue baseline is like. And we can imagine the inner atmosphere that is being created and sustained by this kind of inner dialogue, an atmosphere of self-judgment or nervous or fear of people's opinions. And if we translate that to your self-concept, we look at what self-concept is this self-talk feeding, it gets a little interesting. We start seeing, oh, I might think of myself as someone who is always being judged by people or should be judged by people because I don't belong here and I'm not doing a good job. What kind of decisions is that kind of person making? on a daily basis. So the second way that you can check in on what's your self-talk baseline is a fun one because you have to listen to me give you compliments right now. So I want you to check with how you respond automatically to celebration and praise and attention, positive attention. So if I were to come to you and say, holy moly, you are doing such a great job. You are really inspirational and your expertise is so admirable and you just light up a room when you walk into it. I can't express how much better my life is because you're in it and how lucky the world is to have you here. I mean, A, I mean every word of that. And also, how did that make you feel? Did it make you feel yummy and excited and like, deliciously celebratory of yourself as well because yay confetti for that or does your mind go somewhere else does your self-talk cl that clicks in when you're receiving positive attention and praise does it go d do you want to deny do you want to minimize all the compliments you're getting do you want to divert everyone's attention somewhere else this is a good indicator of what your self-talk baseline is you can get a good idea of how you think of the positive version of a story about yourself from how you react to hearing the positive version of a story about yourself. And here's the third indicator. I want you to think about something that you want. I want you to observe where does my mind go when I start thinking about what I want. Maybe you want a new career or a different position. Maybe you want to be in a relationship or in the next evolution of an existing relationship. Maybe you want to see yourself in some big, beautiful, comfortable home on a mountainside somewhere. Maybe you want a vacation in Bora Bora. So anything that you want, when you start thinking about something that you desire, something expansive, 
What happens in your inner dialogue? Does it go to inspiration and energy and, oh my gosh, that's going to be so fun. Let's figure out how to make that happen as quickly as possible. Or does it go to, yeah, right, too late. People like me don't do things like that. I don't deserve that. That's not for me. Now, I want to caveat all of these kind of check-ins that I'm offering that, of course, your mental and emotional and physical state at the second will affect your self-talk. But these are barometers. You can look at how do I tend to react when I get praise? What do I tend to hear in my head when someone is giving me a compliment? Is it all like, ah, they're wrong. They just don't know it. Because that's a good indicator of your baseline. Same thing with where does my mind usually go when it's just like in between stimuli and it's got free reign to go wherever it wants. Just check in. Is there a pattern you can observe? Does it tend to go to, I'm not doing enough. I haven't gotten enough done. That's a really common song that they play a lot on a lot of people's self-talk stations. And it's good to be aware of. This is all contributing to the story you tell yourself about who you are. And the story you tell yourself about who you are impacts the decisions you make on a daily basis. So we want to start nudging your self-talk and inner dialogue in a direction that encourages the self-concept you want to have. And this is not assuming that anything is bad and you need to fix it and you're wrong and we need to get you the right kind of thoughts. Like we're never saying that here. I just want to reiterate, you're doing a great job. Even if you have a pretty neutral to positive inner dialogue and your station's like, yeah, Yacht Rock 24-7, I'm fine. Great. We can still nudge it in an intentional direction so that it's reinforcing the self-concept that you choose, the story that you author about who you are. Because we want you to get to that place where you're making those decisions like you're the kind of person that you want to be. How fun does that sound? So this is your homework. If you're looking for some homework, you're in luck, my friend, because you got some. Pay attention to your inner dialogue station. And not just when you're the meanest to yourself out loud and not just when you're giving yourself an active pep talk. I really want you to challenge yourself to pay attention to the background noise. Is it tending towards negative, anxious, self-critical, limited, scarcity? What is the atmosphere in your head? That's going to help us gauge where you want it to go. And I'm pointing out the crappiest atmospheres that we can end up with. They're super common. So that's why I really want them to not sound like a big deal. This is all changeable. Habits are changeable and all we're talking about is habits. And if you do find an atmosphere that you love because you you check in and you find out that your self-talk is pretty expansive and self-accepting and self-celebratory and self-trusting and self-directed, then celebrate that. Because that didn't just happen on its own, my friend. Whatever you have to celebrate about the way that you talk to yourself just in your own head on automation, if that feels good, throw yourself a small rose period right this instant because that took work and you did a great job. And if you're not there yet or you were there a couple years ago and now you're in a different place, that's fine. We can get you back there. 
And one of the easiest ways to change this habit, to impact the songs of the station, is playing all day long. It's to find an anchor phrase. I'm going to go back to the example I started with because it was a really potent experience that I had. It was very visceral, changing my self-concept on purpose to be a six-figure earner. Because it wasn't just about the money. It was everything that that self-concept meant to me, that I would be able to make a living with my new chosen profession, that I was a legitimate business person, that I was successful, that I would continue to have success. So the self-concept that you're going to create on purpose doesn't have to make sense or sound good to anyone else. And you don't have to justify it. And you don't have to defend it. Okay. So think about the story that you want to believe about who you are. Think about the self-concept you want to have. How do you want to walk around your life thinking about who you are and what you're capable of? What kind of decisions do you want to be making? Do you want to be making more boundaried, self-honoring decisions? Do you want to be making more risk-taking decisions, more expanding, push your limits, kind of see what you're capable of decisions? Do you want to be making simpler decisions that don't feel as complicated and difficult? Answering these questions can help point you to this anchor phrase we're talking about that you can repeat to yourself to change the course of dialogue in your head. It's almost like your self-talk is a river. And I know we're using lots of metaphors, but if you know me, you know me. This is how I operate. So your self-talk is a river and it's used to just going in the path that it's used to. It's carved a path down the mountain and it goes around this rock and it goes under that groove and that's where it's used to going. And this anchor phrase or these chosen thoughts that you're going to think on purpose, the way you're going to talk to yourself on purpose are like placing new rocks in the river and your talk will adjust. Your inner dialogue will go with the new flow if you practice. So. When I was changing my self-concept to the six-figure earner, I had to start saying this stuff all the time. I had to say, I am a six-figure earner. I am a successful professional. I am capable of whatever the freaking frack I want to do. Because my brain wasn't going to think that on its own. It was not going to occur to me to think those things unless I placed those rocks in the river. So I want you to come up with an anchor phrase. One is fine because it's easiest to remember, but if you need a few, then pick some elements of the story you want to believe about who you are. I am confident. I am capable. I belong here. I deserve this. I'm doing enough. I'm doing a great job. Start putting those rocks in that river. Watch your self-talk baseline elevate because it will the more you practice this. Watch that impact your self-concept, and then watch yourself make decisions as if you are the person you want to be. I feel like, did we just do a magic trick? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called decision mastery. All right. I hope you have so much fun paying attention to this this week. Don't forget, this is nothing you have to do on your own. This is what I work with clients on on a daily basis because it's not the easiest stuff to do and make time for and stick with and know how to course correct if it's hard. It's not the easiest on your own, but you can do it. And if you want help, reach out. KirstenParker.com forward slash schedule. Book your consult. You can always go to my website and find out the other ways we can work together as well. I hope you have a beautiful week. 
and I will talk to you soon. Hey, want to find out your decision style? Um, obviously. Go take the decision style quiz. It's in the show notes and at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz. We all have our style when it comes to making decisions, but do you know how to use your default way of thinking to your advantage? Or do you mainly get stuck in the most annoying parts of overthinking and people pleasing? The decision style quiz has your answers, my friend. Take it right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz.